Well, welcome back, guys, to the Australian Winning Podcast for another podcast this week. I'm very excited. How are you today, Brendan? Yeah, I'm great, mate. How you doing? You know, it's been it's been a pretty good week, pretty busy, but um, I'm excited for this podcast. Not only is this podcast going to be great and hopefully very useful to our audience, but this is our first actual fully kind of live podcast with our guest here in the studio with us. Which yeah. is really exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. We've been obviously working a lot from, you know, our the comfort of our own homes and our yeah. own offices um, to bring our listeners this podcast. And we've finally been able to bring it into studio and actually have a live guest with us. So it's, it. it's really good. It's really exciting. It's, you know, just another way that the podcast is growing. So, yeah, really excited for that. We don't have to deal with delays of internet, having audio problems. Yes, it's, no technical difficulties. Hopefully this episode, people. This is going to sound sweet, guys. Yeah, very excited. <laughs> so, very excited. Absolutely. Now, uh, for our listeners out there, we've had so many different guests on so far and we keep on wanting to bring lots of new and exciting guests. And this week's guest is no different but uh, just for our listeners out there, so far we've had on Sydney Celebrate Glenn, we've had on Maple Creek Music, a bunch of all these great vendors. And this week's vendor is something super important that I don't think many people think about on a wedding day. Yeah, I think when people picture their wedding day, they're imagining where they're getting married, obviously, and they're imagining a lot to do with the actual ceremony itself, um, which our guest does have something to do with that as well. He is also a celebrant. But a very important part of, of your wedding day is the nighttime and how that's actually going to run. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a very, very important part is actually having an MC who really knows knows the the layout of what a wedding should be and That's also it. one that has the ability to customize, you know, the, the run of the evening to you. So that's where a professional, you know, having a professional MC really comes in really, really handy. Yeah. You know, I can't stress enough that when you're at a reception, it needs to run as smoothly as possible. <clears throat> and of course, at any wedding, there's going to be, there's going to be things that come up and having someone that is able to control and manage the situation and, you know, rectify whatever problems may be happening. You know, you might be running an hour over time or an example is a wedding that I had at the beginning of the year that run very, very late where dinners weren't served until 10.30 at night. Like they need to have someone that is going to be able to think on the fly and, you know, be able to adapt and make sure that for our couple that they are getting everything they want in that night. Yeah, look, a, a really a really good example that we had a few weeks ago when we spoke to Hollybrook Beauty was if a makeup artist is running late or if makeup and hair is, you know, delayed in, in the start of the day, that has a domino effect that will push the whole oh, yeah. day backwards. It pushes everything backwards from the actual ceremony to, you know, the, the start and finish time of our portrait sessions for photo and video to them coming into the ceremony. It can really push everything back. And having a professional MC is the difference between able to get the night back on track to actually give you that time that you want on the dance floor. And as you said, um, you know, if, you know, it might just be that dinners are a bit late. So they know, okay, well, if dinner's going to be late, let's swap these speeches and do that yeah. on the let's fly. Let's combine them. Let's mix them together. Let's, you yeah. know, instead of having, you know, separated between speeches between meals, maybe, okay, the two other speeches that are going to be at the end of that, we're going to merge that and have four speeches. Like it's those quick, fast thinking ability that, someone that knows what they're yeah. doing is able to you know do that yeah I, look i had a wedding once and there was just a friend or family member who was the mc and they literally had 30 minutes of dance floor time at the end of the night after yeah. all the speeches that went over and it was just it was a little bit sad for them because they obviously wanted to party as well so yeah um yeah that's just another thing to think about but I'm excited to welcome jordan fasalo celebrant who's also an mc i've known jordan for a fair few years now we've been he's part of the musical theater scene and i'm part of the musical theater scene as well as you on the occasion as well you dabble in the musical theater i try <laughs> but i met jordan a fair few years ago doing a show and yeah he's been an mc for a long time he's actually been an mc longer than he's been a celebrant and i know his emceeing skills are under, they're, they're not matched like he is just he knows how to talk Boy, does he know how to talk. <laughs> and he sits here quietly. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show, Jordan. G'day, boys. How are you? It's so good to see humans. I know. I'm so I can touch you appropriately. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're, we're, it's just been like that, hasn't it? It has. It's been a bit like, hey, like 
do we know other people other than our own <laughs> yes. people in our homes? This is my wife, and is that is that all I have? That's that's yeah. great. I love her. I love you, Laura. If you're listening, uh, testing one too. She better be listening. <laughs> are, are we are we used to seeing people that are not in front of a screen? Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Now, actually, talking about seeing people not in front of a screen, you actually had a wedding today. I did. I had a wedding um, up the mountains in Wentworth Falls. It was beautiful. Young couple. Nice day too. Lovely day. It was perfect. Actually, picture perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, observing the, the the ten rules, so ten people plus me and the and the bride and groom, and it was just perfect. You know, it was great. It was good to get back out there. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's good news for the wedding industry that those numbers are starting to yep. come up slowly. I respect the the fact that they are bringing them up very slowly because yep, yep. obviously it's going to be better for everyone if this actually dies for good, not just, yeah. you know, quiets down and then we get a second wave. So that's really interesting. Something that we said that we're going to touch on this episode was confirming those those rules. So it used to be five people and that included the, the celebrant. Yes. The couple. And the witnesses. And the witnesses. That's right. Now, you know, we spoke about this, that if you wanted photo and video, you would have to have the photographer and videographer, they had to be your witnesses. So yeah. now it's 10 people plus the couple plus the celebrant. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. So that 10 people would then include if you wanted to have a photographer and videographer involved. Yep. Yep. Bring them back in. Yeah, awesome. But what, it's just good now that, you know, you can have some resemblance of family. Yeah. Your and, and people are really conscious about the social distancing. Like I actually had to tell people, come closer. You can actually, you know, 1.5 metres isn't a kilometre. Yeah. So just, you can yeah, come right. a little bit closer and uh, it's good to see that there, that is front of mind. But, um, yeah, definitely. you know, people there still celebrating. Because, so. you know, by nature, a wedding is a very loving atmosphere and everyone wants That's to right. come in and, and, you know, give, give well, you a kiss so. and a hug. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, but everyone's really excited. It's, it's a loving day. So, yeah, it's good to see that people are still keeping that front of mind. And well, I, f- I those, find at weddings that social social distancing never happens. Like, it's such a day where everyone is just, like, in love with everyone. Oh, Everyone's yeah. happy. Like, yeah, definitely. You know, I had a wedding, you know, a few weeks before everything happened. And, you know, it's just like, how can you stop people from dancing and hugging and kissing? Yeah, and, and that's why. It's very they, tactile, right? It is. Yeah. That's why yeah. they had to bring in the restrictions the way they yeah. did. Because well, we, there was some weddings that did have some incidents. So. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Because of, you know, the nature of a wedding, yeah. as you said. Yeah. Well, I'm starting to like the fact of not ha- shaking hands, but doing Wakanda forever instead. You know, it's, it's <laughs> a nice sort of last little awesome. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> not sponsored by Disney. Here, no, not sponsored by Disney. <laughs> well, not yet. Hopefully one day. Yeah. <laughs> They're very yeah. interested in the Australian wedding scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, Jordan, good. can you tell us a little bit about how you uh, got into everything, how you got into yeah. MCing, how you got into celebrants, uh, being a celebrant? Yeah, just give us some backstory. Yeah, sure. So um, my family uh, have always been caterers. And um, when I grew up, my dad was a function coordinator. He used to um, have a restaurant when we were really little. Um, so my story sort of started, you know, sleeping behind an old cigarette machine in the restaurant and governor's <laughs> room in Parramatta. Um, so always been around people and functions and, and understanding how to deal with guests and, and, and customer service and, and just making people feel real comfortable and relaxed. Um, and then when we sort of you know, grew up, got a little bit older, my dad became a, a wedding planner and we used to do 500 weddings a year um, where as, as a 12-year-old, I'd be in the kitchen, you know, washing dishes. And then when I turned 14, I'd be on the floor. I remember my first day as a waiter. Um I would have a, I had a tray of prawn cocktails and I was crossing the dance floor to help serve the entree and every, sachet, sachet, I sachet it away. <laughs> um, been watching that, loving it. Side note, hashtag RuPaul. Um, and uh, the, the, the prawn cocktails, you know, went all over the floor. So my first day I smashed half the entrees, which was not a great thing, but we were able to fix that up. And then later on that evening, um, spilt red wine all over the bride. Oh, that's so that great. was that was really good. Dad, <laughs> Dad didn't let me serve the bridal table for a while after that. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then as I sort of grew up, um, you know, I became I turned eighteen and and um, went to acting college. So I went to the Australian Academy of Dramatic Art, and while I was there, um, I was still working with my dad in the in the um, industry, and um, the MC was sick one night, and he said, "Come on, hop in. You know what to do. You know how we run the night and and make it happen." and I grabbed the you're mic. A performer. I'm a you're a performer. Get up there. Show as us what that money is paying for. As soon as he grabbed that mic, <laughs> the spotlight hit me. Yeah, instantly the mode, <laughs> MC mode, activate. That's exactly right. The hair slicked back. The bow tie got bigger. It's like <laughs> pants oh, tighter. Do we have a sound effect, Brendan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, we'll tell us, so tell us about the the first night as an MC. I just remember um, being extremely nervous just to make sure that the night went you know went went to plan. That the one thing that um, we used to do a lot, you know, 
20 years ago was we would greet the guests and actually seat them. So now everyone puts the big boards up with everyone's names on it. Um, but it's one actual service that I, I bring back is where I stand at the door with people's names and I say, okay, table six, go that. this way. Yeah. It's just a little bit of a classy, you know, classy point just to help people get through the room. But it also introduces you to the people too. It's exactly right. You're not just that person in a nice slick suit in a corner. Yeah. You're a person with a face and people go, oh, okay, this guy's running the show today. That's right. And what a face, right? <laughs> yeah. What a face. <laughs> what a, a face, face. face for podcasts. Go on to his <laughs> socials. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. But um, yeah, so that was just one, one of those things where it's like a great way to meet people at the beginning and then when we sort of introduced people and and getting the vibe happening as as the night sort of went on um it, it went it, it got a lot more relaxed which was really good um there was always a, a run sheet that the venues give you and, and things like that that um you could go uh, go go off yeah. but um yeah the night was it was so long ago but it was it was fun you know i didn't didn't stuff up didn't swear didn't stuff their names up so that was always good you know yeah. and, and um <laughs> good had a lot of fun a good mc will never stuff the names that's exactly up. right <laughs> um but yeah so that was that was pretty much my, my first night in there it was good i enjoyed it it was it, it was fun to actually just be part of the celebration and, and not just feel like an employee so one thing that being an mc is important is obviously you know running the room and when i had that first experience, it was a really big eye opener to see how integral a good MC is to yeah. the night running. Oh, yeah. Absolutely perfect. Well, we'll dive into that. Soon. Oh, yes, yeah, we will. Sure. We will dive. And you recently uh, have become a, a celebrant I in have. the last, is it two years, three years? Uh, no, a year. So uh, my anniversary is in March. Happy which anniversary. I love. Thank to you, you very much. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I, I um, thought the next sort of progression uh, was to become a, a, a celebrant. I'd, I'd Helped out at a friend's wedding where they were um, being married by a, a celebrant who was registered, but they wanted me to be part of it. A bit like a, a Joey from Friends type arrangement. Did you turn up in a soldier suit? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And uh, no pants. And then... Um, People, the, he will wear pants. He will. <laughs> actually, we do wear pants. Because we're actually live now. We're not just doing Zooms where you can just not wear any pants. Oh, damn it. That's where I got it wrong. Oh, oh, pajama pants. The last two months, we're just used to wearing business at the top, not <laughs> casual down the bottom. Last yeah, two months, that's been, been there. that's been my career. Um, <laughs> so I, um, after doing their wedding, it was my friends, um, me and Georgie. It was just after I got married. And I loved it. I absolutely loved the, the the experience of being part of everybody's day. And uh, so I did my study. I went, did through Rose Training in Queensland, did it via correspondence, and then got registered in March last year and have had just some great success meeting amazing people, um, a variety of different couples, like um, backgrounds and ages and, and, and things like that, and go everywhere. So yeah. from, you know, Wollongong to Hunter Valley, Sydney to, to wherever. And so Wentworth Falls today. Wentworth Falls today. And <laughs> yeah. I was at um, Clareville Beach yesterday. So yeah, it's nice. great. It's nice to, nice to get around. But um, it was a, it was a really nice way to sort of help them set their day up. So yeah. setting up their ceremony and then when you are able to become their MC as well, really helps you connect the whole day, make sure yeah. that the journey um is what they're after. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, and hitting those right notes. Yeah, it's kind of like when we, we talked to our last guests who were Maple Creek Music, where they do the music at the, the ceremony yeah. and then they do the music at the night. And it's that kind of, it's that whole kind of evolution that everyone sees you in yeah. a day, everyone gets to know you. So it's a good experience for everyone. So you're not just that random person that they see at the cell, you know, at the reception. Totally. They kind of get that full you know, experience. Yeah. And you feel, and they make you feel part of the day. The, the one thing is also, it's the, not that you ever really play a character. Um, this is back to the musical theater backgrounds, but um, you know, there's a certain energy that you put out as a celebrant um, and it's fun and it's light and it's, you know, it's exactly what they're after. But the good thing about being the MC is there's that after dark element. So you can be that little bit more cheeky. You can you know, have a little bit more fun and, and really bounce off the guests and, and, you know, deal with those hecklers who are always there at the wedding. You and know. because you've built that rapport from, yeah. from the, the day, ceremony. Yeah. yeah, it just sort of goes through, yeah. which is really cool. Your story is kind of similar to mine where like I got married and do you feel that when you got married, like that kind of ignited the fire that, you know what, I think I can do this. Yeah. I can, because like I was already studying film, but then after my wedding, I was like, you know what? I think I can film weddings. Yeah. And that's kind of how I came into it. Because you know what to look for and what the bride and groom yeah. are, are expecting, you know? Well, you also, not saying that my, my videographer was bad or your celebrant or your priest. I'm pretty or sure you said had. it on the podcast already. So you can just say it. <laughs> no. <laughs> insert, insert clip. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, I knew that I could do a good, good job. Oh yeah. He yeah. wants to say better. He just doesn't want a big note himself. <laughs> 
but he's smiling. Self promote. Where's your, for those, your for podcast? Those, for, those, for those playing at home, man, he's he's smiling. <laughs> I'm smiling. Adam <laughs> is wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. But uh, yeah, did you feel that that kind of ignited the fuel of being a celebrant? Yeah. Well. I, I got married in a church, so it's a completely different oh, vibe totally altogether, vibe. right? Yeah. So, that, so it's yeah. a different energy. But what was interesting was when we were planning our wedding, the um, you know, there's the certain restrictions when you're doing it within a church. You know, the music can only be a specific type of music. Um, the vows have to be a specific type of vow, and then you know, you can do your personal vows. And we after can that. only stand certain places. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, and 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 it's very much about the priest and their message. Whereas, as my goal as a celebrant is the story I tell is. The bride and grooms, or the bride and bride, or the groom and groom. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yeah, because we, we, you know, we we had Sydney celebrant Glenn on and talking about being a celebrant and that, but this is a cool point right now. Like, you got married in that church religious yeah. environment, but then you're a celebrant that does all these love stories and talks about. It. What do you find works better at a wedding? For me personally. I always prefer those love story situations. I yeah. always prefer personal vows where they're written by the couple. I feel like it has more meaning. You know, I was editing a wedding the other day where it was a religious wedding and I just felt a complete disconnect, especially my edit, where finding those moments to really make it about the couple. Yeah. Like what do you find? Like you, you obviously you've come from this religious side, but yeah. you're doing this. What do you, what do you think is, I don't know, not so much better, but what do you like? Yeah. Well, the whole, the whole thing is it's whatever the bride and groom want. And that's, mm. that's what it should really be at the end of the day. If they're, if they want their story, to be the center of it, let's make it that. If they want it nice and quick, short, sharp, you know, and that's one of the questions that it's always important to ask is what do you expect to get out of your ceremony? What do you want? 90% of the time, they don't know what they want. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, which is really, fair, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it's a thing of, because some of them, you know, 90% haven't, haven't gotten married before. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's important to think um, about hitting those moments that will allow the guests to connect. And that's, that's one of the differences between, a religious and a non-religious ceremony other than obviously faith and things like that, which, you know, everybody, there's totally horses for courses. Um, I, I think people who hear the story of the bride and groom and can connect to what they're saying and can connect, can connect to hearing those stories and go, Oh yeah, I was there when that happened. Or, Oh, I always wondered how they got together or, Oh, that's a funny story about, you know, when, when looking at the I do's and things yeah. like that. Um, so for me, I think, I'd rather hear about the bride and groom than a celebrant's take on what marriage is because if it was yeah. my wedding, I don't care what the celebrant has to say. I want to hear. From, I want to hear about everybody else. Yeah, like from my experiences, I've found and getting a little bit deeper into kind of church weddings yeah. specifically, I personally have noticed a big difference even at the same church from someone who was, um, you know, a regular attendee at the church mm -hmm. and actually has a bit of rapport with a with a priest or a father or yep. whoever is you know doing their ceremony um as opposed to someone who's just picked that church because oh this is a nice looking church yeah i, I personally have noticed the difference where when it is someone who regularly attends the church and they have that rapport with the the person doing their yeah. their vows and you know their full ceremony it, it, it really is about the faith and the couple yeah and then i've seen it on the other hand where it almost feels like it's just all about the priest or, yeah. or the father being about them and this is my preaching church. Preaching their message. And yeah. 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 And, and yeah, almost preaching their message. And it, I think that's a really big thing to consider as well. If you are looking at a church wedding, make sure you actually have a rapport with the person who's actually yeah. going to be doing your, cere your ceremony because it is your day. And yes, it is about your faith as well. If yeah. that's, as you said, if yeah. that's what you're into. Um, so, Obviously, yes, you want to have your faith as a big part of it, but make sure it's still about you and your faith, yep. and not just you know the person doing your your ceremony. Yeah, yep. and oh. I think it's the same with with doing all you know choosing all your vendors. Yeah. You have to make sure that when you're talking with them, you can build a rapport with them. Yeah, they're on the same Absolutely. page. They're on the they're they're drinking yep. the Kool Aid, right? <laughs> and everybody has to be there at the same time, like going for that same goal because otherwise it is disjointed. And, yeah. you know, you got to make sure that your videographer or your photographer or your, your celebrant or your music really starts to really have cohesion oh, yeah, so that the sure. whole day is is perfect. And that goes through into the night and the day yeah. and, the, and the honeymoon and all that sort of stuff. It's well, the celebrant's not at the honeymoon <laughs> as much as I try, but... Uh, no. <laughs> you know, this it just comes back to everything we've been saying about you making sure that you create your wedding 
the way that you want it. You do, you boo. Is like you do, the, you boo. That is yeah. like the catchphrase. Like it needs to be on a coffee mug now or something like that. <laughs> and, you know, and it comes down to asking those questions to everyone too. Yep. too you can get those cohesion. Yeah. But uh, we've kind of got off a bit of a yeah. tangent. I, I, I digress. Yeah. So I, I want to yeah. know um, a little bit about the way that your business works. So um, do you, obviously you love doing your MC and that's kind yep. of what we really want to, you know, we'll talk de- about delve into a yeah. bit deeper in this episode. Um, so how does that work? Do you, do you have your packages where it's just MC and then your MC and celebrancy? And how does that, how does that yeah, work? Yeah, so part of um, being a, a registered celebrant, you can't actually package your celebrance celebracy as as a as part of something else you can okay. have them as two separate moments so you always when you engage with a customer or, or a bride and groom you have um uh the the celebrant business and then after that you go okay you know i'm also a i am also an mc so it's like an add-on it's an add-on so it's an it's an additional not and it's not a matter of Oh, because you've gotten this, I can give you this. You can't. It's it's none of it's that. Kind of like two brainings, right. like Jordan Pasala celebrant, yeah. Jordan Pasala yeah. master of Yes, and if you want, so it's, I can say once they've booked me and they've finished that that transaction as okay, I'm your celebrant. Then I can have the conversation as an MC. And that's actually a legal requirement. That's a legal requirement. Okay. So it's it's about com- managing conflicts of interest and things like that. As okay. an MC, you can throw it in wherever. So when people yeah. contact me just to be an MC, yes, it's all about packaging. So one thing that I've I, I've I've always found is it's interesting to see what people want out of an MC. And a lot of people go, oh, you know, I am just going to get my cousin to do it or whatever it is. It is actually quite an in-depth process to ensure that the night does run smoothly. Yes, right? it is. And, and that's just for, you know, anybody who's actually been to a wedding who's had a great MC, you can see how smoothly it runs. Yeah. And anybody who's been to one where cousin Johnny has been the MC and he's half tanked, um, how it just gets out of hand. So as an MC, it's important to think about, okay, what, does the night require? Yeah. And one thing that I do personally is I actually have two separate types of packages. So I have a three and a half hour package and a five hour package. And the reason why I have that is because it depends on what the bride and groom want to do after I guess the formalities are done. Because otherwise you've got, if, if everything goes to plan, you, you've probably got about an hour and a half to two hours worth of dancing. You know, yeah. if, if, if your MC has done it, done it right. Yes. So do you need the MC there to the end of the night or could you save a little bit of coin and get him out there, you know, for three and a half hours? So that's one of the things that I've always said to brides and grooms is is let's be smart about the time that you're allocating for people. And if, if you're getting them for three and a half hours, you know that you're going to have that time at the end. Yeah. So one thing that um, I always look at is asking them the question, uh, you know, what's the most important thing for you on the day? If it's hearing from everybody and it's all the speeches and dancing is just a, a secondary thing, well, then that's what we focus on. Most people, it's about just relaxing, chilling, having fun and partying because yeah. it's that it's that release, it's that energy um, explosion at the end of the day. It's that rejoice. It's, it's that, yeah, it's that, right? It's that we got here. We got We're here. Married. Yeah. Let's live it up. Are yeah. you worth of planning, yeah. you know, all this time? Let's since... get the macarena happening. <laughs> That's guys. right. Put on the chicken dance and tell Annie Rose to get on the I'll be practicing my nutbush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, and, and I guess that's important. That's the important thing is making sure what is important. If it's a nutbush, let's get out there and nutbush. Yeah. You know? Now, one thing that, I, I just don't believe that, you know, Uncle Bob or whoever's going to do be the family or friend MC can fathom is I, I want to know with you how much work and like, as I said, I could sit here and <laughs> go into it for ages, but yeah. I really want to hear from you. How much work goes into communicating and organizing the night with the other vendors that uh, are there? Like it's, it's the majority of the work. The, 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 the night itself is, is only a portion if, you know, 40% of the job. So the rest has all been done beforehand where you have the meeting with the bride and groom, you're working out who's coming in, connecting with the videographer, the, the photographer, the band, the, the venue staff, the venue, staff, the venue yeah. manager, all those sorts of things, working out timings. Um, if you're not the celebrant where they've come from, um, from the, either the church or the, 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 um, the ceremony location and just making sure that it, it runs without being too black and white, like a production, because you need to make sure that elements are happening coming from a catering background as a wog, we need to make sure that food is perfect. So (laughs) if the venue knows that, you know, entrees are served at, you know, 10 past six, 
everything has to be done so that at 10 past six, that food's coming out exactly how it was meant to be and all that money you've paid for. Because venues are going to charge you, you know, a hundred bucks yeah. plus per head, yeah. you know, and you, spend you need all to be self-aware of so much that's so happening. So much, you know, and you've got to really connect and make sure that your schedule matches the videographer, matches the, match, matches the photographer yeah. so that, you know, those elements are captured as well. Yeah. And I think that's the difference, the biggest, majorest difference by having someone like yourself who's a, you know, professional in his field versus, you know, a family friend. Don't get me wrong, a family friend can bring that, you know, extra special quality to the wedding that you may be wanting and desire. And if that's what you want to do, absolutely go ahead and do it. Yeah. I've done so many. I had a wedding, me and Brendan had a wedding where it was a cousin and he was did the funniest jokes ever. And he was, uh, it was great. But yeah, he actually was really good. In yep. saying that, the venue itself, it was, and it all comes down to what do you want on your on your day. This this night that um, Adam's talking about in particular, they hired. I think you pronounce it the Yarralumla Wool Shed. It's just oh, just yeah. outside of Canberra. Look, pretty much it was just a barn. It was a shed. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a big wool shed yeah. and. They didn't have, oh, okay, we have to be out by this time. They had it from Friday to Sunday. They had to hand the keys back. So, like, yeah, oh, so wow. we were leaving and champagne bottles were calling up everywhere. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was getting absolutely Rowdy. wild. Rowdy. But, but I, I can guarantee that that wedding went till 3 or 4, yeah. 5 in the morning. Hell, they, they probably were, slept on they the, were on the watching, floor. They were watching the sun come up. And, and that comes back down to what do you want on your day? Because, yeah. you know, if you've picked a venue and they say you have to be out by 11. you got to be out. By you gotta be out by 11 yeah. Yeah. so that's right yeah, yeah. but that it, it honestly like it's the biggest world difference when you have someone that can manage everyone's expectations and yeah. that's that is probably most of your work is managing everyone's expectations yeah, that's right in order to have the outcome yeah you know so for example let's let, let's give an example for our listeners out there someone picks your three and a half hour package yep. Right, that three and a half hours package, it's not it's not that much of time really. Like yeah. when you're getting guests in down, you're dealing with people. Remember we're dealing with people here at a wedding, which moving people is very hard. Yeah. And Brendan know that when we're managing big bridal parties, like it's it's half our battle is trying to get everyone happening yeah and, and where they need to be yeah, yeah. so people uh, and especially excited and slightly intoxicated people yeah lubricated mm. yeah, yeah. You, you get a bit lubricated and they're hard to manage. Yeah. And I know getting back to like what I was asking before, because I know, especially from our point of view, Adam, as a photographer and a videographer, if you have, you know, a family friend or, you know, a family member who's actually going to do your MC, the one thing you say to them is whenever there's a speech or anything about to happen, please give us at least 10, 10 minutes, minutes notice. Yep. <laughs> Most of the time it doesn't happen. No, they just <laughs> get like, up and they go. It's like, Brendan, it's happening. Let's go. Yeah. God, <laughs> get my yeah. cameras. Well, you, know, like, you know, oh, it's audio recording. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's manic. But like coming back to if someone picks your three and a half hour yeah. package, right? What would that typical schedule look like? Obviously give or take different parameters, but like yeah. what would it, what would you try to achieve in that three and a half hours yeah. of you being there? Well, beginning and end, guess in to first dance. So that's sort of where you're getting there. And within that, you've got bridal party of entry. You've done, well, before the bridal party even come in, your guests have sat down, you welcome everybody, you give a bit of housekeeping, have a bit of banter, keep it nice and light and get set the mood, right? So get it really excited, you know, find the people who are loud, have a bit of a chat with people, all those sorts of things. Bridal party come in, you enter, you get the excitement levels up. So you're dealing with the photographer, you're dealing with the videographer, dealing with the DJ and the venue manager. So as they all start to come in, they all sit down. And as soon as they've sat down, pretty much you go straight into an entree. So it's either an entree coming in or you might go to first two speeches, depending on how many speeches you have yeah. and depending on what the menu is. So then what I, my main, I guess, um, formula is food. And as the food sort of has finished being served, you wait five ten. And then you start the first lot of speeches. And the reason there is because the bridal party and the, and the, the, I guess, the special tables, like parents and grandparents, are always served first. Yeah. So they've eaten, they've sat, they've digested, and they're the ones who are going to be doing speeches anyway. So as they've just gotten to the end of the service, if there's 100 people in the room, which is normally about 15 minutes, yeah. then you wait those five, they start to clear the bridal party in those first couple of tables, and then you get the first speeches up. So yeah. it's, you know, the dad doing the welcome, the father of the bride doing the welcome, and the, you know, and thanking everybody for being there. Then you have the um, the father of the groom, and then you go into mains or whatever that next that next lot of meals is. So then, if you're coming into mains, then you do the exact same thing again. And you have the best man and the maid of honor. 
or whoever those extra speeches are. This is obviously based on the fact that you've got a dessert and cake isn't dessert. So there's lots of factors to think about, right? So while these things are happening and and you're constantly either back announcing or forward announcing or getting people ready and setting the tone, you've also got to say, hey, we've got a guest book that needs to be signed. You're doing a a little bit of banter about reading the books and there's always the funny, you know. There's a photo booth over here. Oh, there's a photo booth here. Oh, where's the wishing well going? Looking a little bit light, everybody. Shake the thing. You know, yeah, all that sort of jazz, Um, but funny. And um, then you, when when you're around at the... um, uh, at the tables, you know, you, you, you have a roving mic. So you're talking, you know, talking to the parents, talking to these people. You never, rule number one, never give the microphone to somebody who hasn't got a speech. That's just, if, if anybody <laughs> is looking to become an MC out there, control the night. <laughs> also, just another side note, a wedding is not karaoke. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Leave it up to the professionals. Um, and then you sort of go into, um, after the desserts, that's when it would be the bride and groom speech. So... Um, the other thing you got to think of too is is guiding people in their speeches. So, you know, saying to the groom, it's it's you know, from a custom point of view, it's customary to thank. So, as 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 the groom or as the bride, bride and groom together, um, your job is to thank everybody. The father's job is to welcome everybody. The best man is to say how good the, the bridesmaids look. It's very, it's it's cliche, it's kitsch, but it's it's important to make sure that the right people are acknowledged yeah. as the night goes on. And then you go into things like the cutting of the cake. So the cutting of the cake is an important ritual. So a lot of people think, oh, I'm just cutting a cake. Well, it actually represents the first um, duty that the husband and wife do together. Yeah, right. Right? So yeah. it's the first job. Um, then they do their first dance. And I, look, I'm going to, I'm coming out clear and saying I have stolen this and it's a, it's a good steal. So when people go out and do their dance, I always um, talk about Footloose. Okay. So the four <laughs> reasons why we dance, you know. We dance to show community spirit, to pray, to stay physically fit, and to celebrate. Was the fifth one like to celebrate Kevin Bacon? And the, and the fifth one yeah. to celebrate Kevin Bacon <laughs> and Sarah Jessica Parker before the nose job. Like it's just little things like that. <laughs> so I totally stole that. Stole that from a, a, a dear old um, a friend um, who used to MC, and and I've taken that on. He doesn't MC anymore, so thank you, Dennis. Um, and he didn't steal it before the other guy retired. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I made Dennis retire just so I could steal his shit. And now he's copyright. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, and then they go into their dance, and and literally from the dance, that's when the night just explodes out into the, in, in, into dancing from there on in. So that's why the three and a half hours goes all the way up to the dancing, because now now it's more common for brides and grooms to ghost. They don't do the old circles because people say, "Oh, let's do the circle and say goodbye to everyone." You're seeing them tomorrow for brunch. <laughs> you don't need to do a, a goodbye circle. Or if you want to do the archway, fine, do the archway. Yeah. Some people want to do um, the garter and the and the bouquet. You know, that's, that's, that's fine. Depending on how you want it, the night to go, you can either do that halfway through your dancing or at the end. Yeah, it's becoming more common even not to do that. Not to do yeah. it. A lot yeah. of people aren't doing it. I think the last few weddings that I've done, the bouquet's done, but not yeah, the no, garter. Not the garter. Yeah, I've had that too. Yeah. 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 And, you know, generally it's also on that situation, it's vibing the room like, all right, there's most people's gone. We may as well just do it right now because otherwise there's no one here to do it. So let's yeah. right. do it. Like you might schedule it for the last half an hour of the evening, but if everyone's left, what's the point? Yeah, so like yeah, it true. becomes so that true. kind of... Yeah, like, and that's why I think they do end up doing the ghosting because they're just like, oh, well, look, the night sort of wound down. We're going to party on here or go yeah. there. And that's why, you know, the three and a half is always an option. If you want to go to the five, to be honest, generally the ones who have big big numbers like 200 plus guests go the seven hours uh go not seven hours go the five <laughs> that's hours that's a long <laughs> night um a lot of dubkey a lot of a lot of greg zorber in those ones um but if you um yeah if, if it's a smaller wedding they're generally the three and a half hour packages that yeah. that i find get get taken up the most so, so paint a picture for us i'm i'm a groom and i'm coming to you say hey i want to book you as my mc yep how do, what what do you do to work out what they actually do want in their night? Yeah, perfect. So um, either pre or post, you know, pre-COVID or during COVID, it was always a meeting. So it's either a face-to-face or whatever. So before I even book or before I take a deposit, I always meet my bride and groom yeah, or my couples. And the important thing is that they get the vibe of me. And this is um, something that I always talk to people, the difference between cost versus value. So you can you, they can always ask, and everyone's going to ask when you're booking a wedding or planning a wedding, what are your costs? Yeah. Okay, well, this is the price, but this is the value that you're getting out of that. Yeah. So it's actually, you're getting so much more than what it's actually, you're paying. And they're the things that I would always say to brides and grooms is to look at when planning your wedding. 
connect with the people that you want to engage because they're going to be there on the most important day of your life. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure that they're reliable, they're fun, they're exciting, and they're, they're really fitting within that vibe. As an MC, I make sure that I find out what they want. So if they come to me and they say, look, you know, um, we've got Mauritian heritage, so we're going to have some Sega dancers and I want them to happen at this point. Or we're going to have some live music um, and that's going to start after the um, first dance or for the first dance. Okay, great. So who's your DJ? Connecting with the DJ, making sure the playlists are right and things like that. So then you talk about who's at, who's your venue, what type of menu are you having? Are you having a, an alternate drop? Are you having entree main dessert? Are you having platters? Are you having tapas? What are you doing? Is it a banquet? You know, those sorts of things are important to work out how you're going to structure the speeches because if it's a banquet, you don't do speeches during the meal. Yeah, okay. As an example, if it's an alternate drop, it's very easy for timings. But if it's a banquet, people are just going to be grazing all night. So you sort of work out how that works. You might do some majority before then and just as the dessert's about to serve, you can do those sorts of things. And I'm, I imagine at this stage, the couple are sitting there going, oh, we haven't even thought about it. That's this. right. Yeah. And that is why it's so valuable to get a professional to do yeah. this. Because <laughs> they're going to ask questions that you didn't even know needed to be asked. Yeah. And that's why you pay them. Yeah. That's why if you have Cousin Johnny, Cousin Johnny's not going to ask the question. Yeah. Love Cousin Johnny. I was a Cousin Johnny. That's how I, you know, before yeah, I was yeah, even at yeah. the thing. So it's important for, for just to, when you pay, you can hold people to account. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's the thing. You, you pay a professional, you know that the job's going to be done right. And this, this is it's something that's actually come up in the last few episodes with, you know, different vendors, which is, you know, the, the value that you're getting versus the price you're paying. And I honestly think that we, I think coming up, we're going to do an episode that's all about that, you know, the value versus price, because it is very important. Yeah. You're not paying for the three and a half hours or five hours of an MC. You're paying for the experience that this person has. Yeah. You're paying that for you, 20 years. Yeah, you're paying for the 20 years that Jordan knows and has seen yeah. everything and knows exactly how to come back from something yeah. if something did go wrong in the kitchen. And that's what you're really paying for. And yeah. it's the same yeah. with all your vendors. Get, you know, get experience if if that is what you want on your wedding day. If you're happy to just, you know, be breezy and, you know, maybe get someone who's just starting out, but be aware that there is going to be room for error there, then that's absolutely fine as well because we all had to start somewhere. Yeah, that's right. That's but yeah, if if you know exactly how you want your wedding day to run, find your vendors who can actually provide that for you. Totally. And, yeah, to our listeners out there, I don't know if you guys are getting this sense of, I don't know, I'm just listening to Jordan, I'm looking at him. He's just so passionate about it. And, I, yeah. and the because he's had this year's worth of experience with catering, like he, he I'm listening going, I didn't even think of tapas and all this stuff. <laughs> like, he clearly knows. I'm like, his, who's tapas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Jenny's boy. He clearly knows what he's talking about. And I'm already kind of like mind blown from listening to you Thanks, speak. Man. So it's, it's really, it's, I can't stress how important MCs are. Yeah. They pay they make such an integral part of your wedding day run so smoothly. You might think of the reception as that party and it is, it's that yeah. party, but it's that party that needs to run smoothly Yeah, because it can just bottom out. It really can. There's two parts to our reception. There's the formalities and there's the party time. And I think if you have built up this great excitement and great atmosphere during all the formalities, the party time is going to be just that much better. Oh, it just pops, man. And you would see that all yeah, the time. Definitely. Yeah. And it's the same with like when the speeches are just right too. Like um, a good MC will also tell you, uh, you know, help your people with their speeches. Yeah. So rule of thumb out there for everybody. Don't go longer than five minutes. A good, a good speech. My mum didn't get that memo. <laughs> Neither did I. I think even for my wedding, I think my speech was like 20 minutes and everyone who I had to thank, I was like, words cannot describe how much I love you. And it was just, it was a, it was a full of love. A night full of love. Um, but, love you know, <laughs> yeah. A heart full of love. A heart, yeah, a heart full of love. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's it's just the whole night can can be made or, 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 or broken um, off the back of, people just being guided properly. All right. I'm going to throw something at you. Go, throw it. Okay. Three and a half That's hours. A terrible catch. Three and, a half, <laughs> three and a half hours is all they've got you for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Things are going bad. First of yep. all, uh, the, the couple have turned up 45 to 50 minutes late yep. due to X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's already pushed everything back. The uh, You get them in. The entrees are not ready. Yep. Okay. Pushes that back. Like what is... 
what are you going to do in this situation? Like, how would you think? And this is for our listeners. This is in the importance of an MC that can actually control yeah. and sort out what's happening. So, what would you do if things are being pushed back so long? Yeah. What's your go-to? So, before that's even happened, I've gained permission at the meetings with the bride and groom that I can control the night. So, in the actual run sheet that's written is written from me. So the one that the venue gets is my t- my template, my heading, and it has everything that me and the, the 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 couple and I have spoken about. If things start to go to to pear shaped, pear shaped. Thank yep. you. Um, it's important to make sure that you maintain end goal. So you got to work out, okay, what do we need to achieve here to get this back on track and make it happen? If it's something to do with the catering, because it's inevitable. It's inevitable. What you do is. I guess the goal is at a reception, uh, depending on you know which way you come from, is is the food coming out and coming out properly. You don't want people to have cold steak or tough yeah. meat or or As soggy you said, pasta. They paid a lot for that. Paid food. a lot for it, and you have a tasting and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's about making sure that the integrity of the stuff you're paying for maintains. So you're paying for the videographer, the photographer, the band, the food, all that sort of stuff. Let's make sure that you get that value for money. And let's put speeches. Let's let's double down the speeches until that food is ready. Or if food is ready early, we just change. We change change tones, and we bring that food out, and then we add three to the next section of speeches, opposed to just two. It comes down to having amazing communication skills on the day. Definitely, you know, you are you know the puppet master of the reception. You know, yeah. you're talking to everyone. You know, I know one of the first things that I do when I turn up to a reception, besides, you know, finding where my audio sources are coming from, yep. is go to the MC and go, hey, what's the plan? Like, let's look at the schedule, you know, just keep talking to me throughout the whole yeah, day. Yeah, definitely. You know, because... Well, they should send it to you in the first place. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Rarely happens, yeah, rarely. but, you know... But even with even with your microphones and things like that, as a, a good MC should come up to the people who are capturing yeah. the night and say, okay, do you want me to wear a lapel mic? Are you going to connect it to the... Which you doesn't, you're doesn't happen a lot. And no. it needs to. It's even with even with camera angles. So if I say, you know, if we have a lectern as a, as a point of everybody yeah. taking yeah. doing and the videos... It's always preferred for me. Of course, because you can set up a Steadicam, right? And you well, can yeah, always tripod. have, yep. Yeah. Like I always like bring a mic stand if, yeah. because my, I prefer to have it the people speaking behind something yeah. so they're not roaming around. So I have my lights, my camera's fixed. I saw, I have a microphone stand as well, just for that. Look at that. That's <laughs> very important. Yeah. What a pro. I know. Look no, at like that. Even, <laughs> even like, as, as we were saying before about, you know, the difference between the, the church venues, you mm-hmm. know, getting married there. Yeah. You can even tell the difference at a reception with an MC who has actually had that previous chat with the couple mm-hmm. versus one that is just venue provided. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. And yes. hasn't actually met them before. Hasn't yep. actually really studied the run sheet. Hasn't yet. Well, in more importantly, hasn't created the run sheet with them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it becomes a personal experience. It does. Like, yeah. Like you've mentioned, you like to always meet all your couples. 100%. I like to always meet my yeah. couples. Brendan likes to meet yeah. me. And I think that is the difference. If you meet your couples, that couples know you. I've worked for other companies out there where I've turned up and they don't know who I am. They don't know my name. They never see my face. I don't know their face. Yeah. Brenda's worked at companies the exact same way where it's just this disconnect because they don't know if they can trust you. Mm. And it's really important that that part is also like an MC. Meet your MC. Chat to them. Know what they know what you're getting in. <laughs> know what you're getting into. Because yeah. like even a question that I ask is, um, tell me what I can and can't joke about. So depending on how, you know, from the vibe that I'm getting from the couple, if I see that, you know, that they'll have a laugh and, and, you know, they're a bit, bit loose. Well, let's make the night that like, let's, 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 let's not try and make it something that doesn't represent who you are. Yeah. You know, um, just because you're putting on a nice suit and a pretty frock doesn't mean that <laughs> you're not still going to laugh at this sort of stuff. So yeah. connect with that. Con- Cause that's, that's your audience. They're your people. They're the people you've invited to the wedding. Yeah. You know, make that, Make that the the shtick. If that makes sense. You have to read the room. As oh, well. you got to read it. If you don't know how to read the room, then yeah. you're you're up the creek without a paddle. You're, you're aren't right you? up there. Yeah, no paddle. Not even a canoe. Sometimes, you know, yeah, just arms, yeah, just arms. <laughs> one arm, a bung leg. It's like, okay, I'm here. Hello, everyone. You know, like, how do you read a room? Like, what? Yeah. How 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 do you vibe it? Oh, it's you just look at you. You just have a look at who you've got with you. Like if 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 a lot of your guests are you know a lot older, it's about ensuring that you maintain that respect, especially yeah. when talking with mm. you know the grandparents, the parents, the aunties, the uncles. They love. Down at them. Oh no. my god! But they they also love the fact of you going up and introducing yourself. 
something as simple as going around to each table or, or like at the at the front door when you greet everyone. What's your connection? Oh, your auntie, congratulations. That's amazing. You look beautiful. That's I love the point your hat. of difference. I, I, I don't think I've seen this it doesn't happen. MC do that. No, it doesn't happen because they think that it takes longer. But let me tell you, they're already doing pre-drinks on the balcony and they're having their canapes. They're going to be wandering in over 15 minutes. You mm. can get 100 people in in 10 minutes if you need to. And that's by, that's not even with the, the the wall because the problem is with the wall, uh, the, the picture frame where yeah. they've got the names, they're going to look for their name, line up to look for the name, what's table eight, where's table eight, and then they're wandering around like lost sheep. Yeah. Whereas if you're at the door with a list and you say, oh, table eight, table eight's just here, Stephanie, whoever, or, or George, whoever the, the wait staff are, you engage them to guide people to the table. Yep, yeah, table eight's over here. Yeah, it's I love that. Just, right? That's just, right. I really love how, that. How classy is that for your guests to be seated opposed to saying over there? <laughs> yeah. Right? Or not even over there. Not even over find, there. No find, one's there. Find, find, find your, your spot. Way. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a bloody take five magazine. But it's that <laughs> welcome. It's, it's that warm welcome. welcome big yeah. smile like saying, let's have a great night. That's right. Yeah, yeah I love Who's that. this beautiful little wog man with a beard? Oh, it's our MC. Let's have a chat with him. Right? Oh, let's come up to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. So do you have do you have any venues that you specifically work with or you just kind of freelance I go anywhere. everywhere? Yep. Yeah, I go I go absolutely anywhere. So, when, so you're not you're not set with any venues no, as well? No. No. I have a couple of I have contacts at different venues that that I, you know, uh, if if they need me they call me. I'm I'm, I'm connected with a couple of entertainment companies as well yep. where I'm on their um, their listings. Um, but it's it's totally just a freelance thing so where I go where the people need me. Um, and it's important for that that look if, if you've got a, an MC who's connected to a venue, they're going to know how that venue runs, which is great. They're not going to know how you how you run or, or how, how you are. Couple. How you envision how the, That's mind. exactly right, yeah. as, in, as in the couple. That's yeah. right. Um, and it's imp- and as, as you said, Adam, it, it, you, know, you, you will talk to the venue. You might talk to the venue manager, but you're not going to talk to the, the, the reception's um, MC because you haven't engaged that MC. Yeah. I hear a lot of, oh, they're included, or, or the DJ is going to do the MC. And let me tell you, that's 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 fine. Because what they're going to do is they're going to announce each speech, they're going to play a little bit of music, and they're going to go, and now it's time for the bride and groom to take their step on the ta- onto the dance floor. <laughs> and that's what they sound like, right? Yeah. That has no connection to the no. energy that you want to have. I mean, it's you fine. have a pre-recording. You could totally have a pre-recording, and they, are, I guarantee, they'll always stuff up the names as they're coming in, if as through the through the doors, because they haven't gone out. And this is the little things. When the bridal party is coming into the room, you go out there, make sure they're in the right order, talk to them, and ask and say to them, you know, you're gonna, I want you to dance and get excited. Do you? Right, I want you. Your you energy, do you, you do you, boo. <laughs> your energy is gonna set the tone for this whole night. So whatever you guys bring, is Whatever happens at the end of the night is your fault. <laughs> so yeah. make it good, make it exciting, have fun with it. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait for a wedding where I can MC. Where you can be my MC. Yeah, great. Well, you could MC and I'll do the video, but it'll be what terrible I? video. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. Yeah. It'll be a terrible MC too. <laughs> well, that's good. Video. Hello. Um, but no, I can't wait. That's 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 a, a big thing for me. That I, I get to you know, like working with the two of you yeah. boys. Nearly pulled the headphones out. <laughs> that's professional, Jordan. Good job. <laughs> no, look, um, Jordan, do you have any messages that you want to give to any brides and grooms that are actually looking at getting married and thinking about an MC? Say, yeah. what's something to consider some tips some tips um oh, i would i'd have to say definitely take control so you would go into you know directories or you'd go onto like easy weddings or or, or whatever it is google and you, you type in mc and all these people will pop up take the time to actually meet them before you ask the question what do you cost that's the biggest thing i'll, I'll say for the first thing the second thing i'll always say is um be clear on your objective. I know that the objective is, okay, we just want to have a wedding. Great. You're going to have a party. It's going to be fantastic. But tell me, is it important that your, you know, your grandparents are acknowledged on the day? Uh, is it important that when your, your father does the speech that your mother's standing next to him, is there something that I can do to help with those sorts of things? Really, un- really know what, what moments and what notes you want to hit um, because you're going to look back and you want people to go, that was the best wedding I've ever been to. That was that was exactly what That's everyone's goal. Everyone's goal, yeah. but let me tell you, it doesn't always happen. It doesn't happen yeah, because no. what what can what can take over is the fact of all right. Well, this is my budget. <coughs> okay, that's fine, and and I'm totally understandable about budgets. And in saying this, I'm not saying that this because you know 
prices can be astronomical. Prices are prices. Cost of you know cost yeah. of service is cost of service. Um, but knowing where to spend the money correctly is important. So would you rather have spent three dollars a place card and have a terrible MC? Or spend two dollars a place card and have a great MC. Yeah, little things yeah. like that, right? No one's going to remember the place card. They're going to remember how funny was that person, or how great was that, or how beautiful was that father daughter dance, or how great was it when your mother entered yeah. the room and she looked fabulous with her pearls, or how great was it that you know grandmother was sitting there in her wheelchair tapping her foot away. I like the place card analogy. One another one that I've heard is every bride and groom looks back at their wedding and says, oh, I remember that table of people. We don't talk to any of those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I had those tables. Yeah. <laughs> so also, yeah, I think everyone I've had, I had those tables. And yeah. so I think that's the other thing. Think about when you're inviting guests to your wedding as well. Well, okay. At a hundred dollars or $120 or $150 a head. Yep. That is the difference between, yeah. you know, having the MC that I want, having the photographer that I want, having the videographer that I want. Yeah. So, Really consider, yeah, what you want your day to be and what you're getting out of these people coming as well. The best weddings and receptions are the ones that are so smooth. Yeah. That from the beginning to the end, you're like, is it done? Like, yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah. Like, I just, like, so <laughs> much, did that day go? Just so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Like, how is it 11 o'clock? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I have 20 minutes left. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, Crazy. Because you're not worried. Like from my yeah. point, this is my point of view, but I think it's, it's, it's probably the same with a lot no, of people true. where like, you're not, you don't worry about it. No. You know, you know that everyone that's doing their job is at such a high level that it's going to be run smoothly. Yeah. yeah. You know, for me, when I go to a reception and I'm doing a lot of the work and I'm pushing things along, I know this is going to be a bit of a headache Yep. because I'm trying to get things moving and grooving yeah. and it's not happening, you know, but if I worked with you, I know already, even though we haven't worked with in that environment, yeah. we've worked with other environments. I know that it's, it's no matter what, you're going to come up to me and go, Hey man, like in 15 minutes, we're going to do this and I'm going to be sweet. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Boom. Bang. It's Straight just, it. yeah. Yeah. And look, it is a, it is a production and it is. The, the best weddings fly. The best yeah. weddings go really quickly. And that's why it's important to have great photographer and videographer for anyone looking for one. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, We're available. <laughs> so We're available for hire. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. It's such a, such a great night. And obviously a lot of that comes down to, you know, the ability of your MC to make it a good night and help not, not make it a good night, but help everyone have a good night. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Jordan, so I've been yes. asking, <laughs> been asking everyone that mm -hmm. comes on the podcast, what is your favorite part of the wedding day? And doesn't have to necessarily be about anything that you do. Yeah, of course. Um, mm. Even though it can do. Yeah. But like for us, like for me, it's you know seeing the groom's reaction when the bride comes down. Yeah. You know, Brendan's was that moment just before the bride leaves to go to the ceremony. You know, things like that. Nice. Like what is what is kind of what is your favorite part of the wedding day? Um. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll double yours. I, I love that moment when the bride walks down the down the aisle, and uh, you can hear the the audible sigh or the beautiful, the, you know, the, the air being taken out of people's lungs because she looks so beautiful. The butterflies, the get butterflies, released. right? Yeah. The, the <laughs> when when you've met a couple and maybe he seems like the hardest bloke in the world, and he, you know, he, he won't, he's no emotion whatsoever, and he's a blubbering mess, right? That's uh, that's always that's always beautiful to see. Um, I guess the most important thing is when, when you can see all of their, their planning is, is working and has, has been for like their color scheme, their, their little things like that. Uh, and you, you can see the excitement and that they're in the moment. That's when I'm like, that's, that's a great, that's a great time. You can see them just switch off and be present with who they're with, with, with their guests or with their grandmother mm -hmm. or get, you know, those sorts of things. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. The other thing is like I'm, you are invested in your couples, and oh, yeah. it's as same as me and Brendan. And yeah. I can tell you from that from that answer, you can I can already see that you probably take you probably put a lot into pre production as we'll call yeah. it before a wedding, and to see that kind of come into fruition is really kind of special to you, which yeah. is really cool. Definitely. And what people also need to know is that we, you know, all vendors, all good vendors, don't just go okay, time to go to work. There's, a, there's so much preparation on the day to make sure for you guys, my, are my batteries charged? Is this yeah. ready to go? For for a, for a celebrant, is the paperwork written? Every How many times I check my bag before I check it when I when I 
put it in. I check it when I put my bag in the car. I check it before I turn the ignition on to make sure all the paperwork is there. <laughs> and then when I get there, I check it again just before I, you know, before we go ahead with it. Same with, you know, getting getting yourself ready and, and getting into the zone because, I mean, what? how long are you guys? Like nine hours, 10 hours sometimes? 12, 12 hours, yeah. right? So 12 plus hours. Travel. Plus sometimes <laughs> plus 15. Travel. It depends on the wedding. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that 15 hours of get being there on the day, like triple that. Oh, yeah. It's you know? the tip of the iceberg. And that's it's a pretty common theme that we've discussed in the podcast with a lot of vendors. You know, people only see what happens on the day, but there's so yeah. much more that, that Underneath goes Underneath the water, it. yeah. 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 Yeah, you're right. That iceberg analogy. Yeah, tip of the iceberg. iceberg. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Kate Winslet's just there in the water. Get out, Kate. <laughs> Get off the door. There's more room in that door. <laughs> we could fit ten Move people over. plus a celebrant and a couple on that door. <laughs> the heart of the ocean is just so yeah, heavy. It's so heavy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Take it up. <laughs> Look, Jordan. Um, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Would you like to share with everyone where they can follow you on your socials? Yes, definitely. Thank you. Um, so if you want to follow me on Facebook, uh, Jordan Vasalo Celebrant. Uh, same for the Instagram. My website is jordanvasalocelebrant.com.au. Um, but to you boys, thank you so much for having me. It's it's so great to have a conversation with people of like minds but like energy. Yeah. And seeing your passion for not only your own jobs yep. in, in capturing the day but, you know, doing a podcast where people can listen in and go, oh, actually, okay, that's, that's some more information that I could have gotten, uh, you know, it's something to be commended. Yeah, so well, thank you. Thank you so much. We, we just really want to put something out there. That's really for the, the vendors in the industry, but you know, as well as, and most importantly for couples looking to get married. So it, it's hard to find a bit of insight and get those tips and tricks from industry professionals. And if we can bring that all into one place, you know, hopefully it's going to be really beneficial. You know, for there's people. only so much information you can see when you read something. Yeah. You know, so I really kind of want to, you know, just help just help. Yeah. Yeah. And before you go, Jordan, yeah. um, outside of the wedding, uh, I know you're a big part of the theatre community. Yeah. Obviously, the theatre community right now is pretty sucky, let's yeah. be honest. Uh, you are doing something really cool. You run a production company. Can you just tell us a little bit about that thing that you're doing? Yes, it's sure. Really cool. Yeah. So um, my wife and I run Bloom Creative Productions and we you know, specialise in producing musical theatre, theatre and supplying talent for different events. Um, one of the reasons we, we created the company was um, to help creatives create and people in the industry work. So we've um, started an initiative which is called the Bloom Book. And the Bloom Book is a, um, an opportunity for anybody who works in the arts industry to sign up to register and join a network of people um, to get work, to learn, to connect, to collaborate, to make Australian arts scene something that can be looked at um, favorably opposed to, oh, that's the arts. It's not just the arts. We're an industry where we're professional people and we want to help those professional people um, create. So it's the Bloom Book. Good job. That's really cool. But, you know, the thing is like the arts are a big part of the wedding industry yeah. as well. You know, you've got musicians, you've got creatives like, you know, photographers and videographers. Yeah. Who, you know, we're part of that creative industry as well. Well, you well. performed, how long did you dance for? Uh, you know. Right. Musical theater, <laughs> dance, you did everything, right? Like, yeah. You know, it's crazy. So, it, but the thing is like, you know, the arts industry, you know, you might have people that want to learn how to do a, a wedding dance, you know, yeah. from dance teachers and things like that. Totally. So, yeah, really I was talking to um, Rhonda from All Star Dance Studios recently and she was saying how, you know, something that she's starting to get again is inquiries for people wanting to learn their first dance. Amazing. You know, and people, I know Adam had a flash mob at his wedding. Yep. You know, you know. Just pe- a little one. Just people, a little one. People like All Star, they, they provide that service as well. So, yeah, the arts is really, really big and important in, in the wedding industry as well. Yep. Yep. So thank you for doing something and thank you. Thank you. Honestly, thank you for joining the podcast. It's been quite insightful. Uh, it's really nice to to see you. Yeah, same. Same <laughs> for, the, for, for both of you. Uh, because it's just crazy times, it's but hopefully... Good to, it's good to see someone face to yeah. face. Yeah. I'm so not used to seeing people though. I shook Brendan's <laughs> hand and introduced myself when I've known him for years. I'm like, oh, oh, that's right. You're up there. <laughs> I haven't... I'm very sure. I talked to Brendan multiple times a week but we haven't seen each other yeah, yeah. so it's been nice actually seeing <laughs> you as a well. long time yeah. yeah but thank you for your time we really really do appreciate it thanks for having me yeah and guys thank you so much for listening in and tuning into podcast again um hopefully this is another great episode that you've gained some really great knowledge and a good insight into you know having someone like like a great great celebrant and mc yeah. at your wedding yeah I loved when Jordan was talking about how he, he greets people yeah. and he does that. That for me, that has set him apart. When I think about MCs 
and I don't see an MC doing that, I'm going to be like, I haven't Jordan, seen that. I'll Jordan Fasala does it. You should, yeah. you, should, you should be doing it. Or maybe not because that's his thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't tell anyone else. That's just for Jordan <laughs> to provide exceptional service. No. Well, yeah. Once again, thank you, Jordan, for coming on to the show. And hopefully you all great, uh, gain some really good insight into that. Once again, do not forget to like us and follow us on Facebook at the Australian Wedding Podcast Facebook page and also the Australian Wedding Podcast group. That's right. Also, guys, don't forget to follow us on our socials as well. I'm Adam from Pickflix Productions and Brendan is from Neaton Photography. I'd love to chat to you guys if you have any photography or videography needs. But also, guys, please don't forget to like and subscribe and comment on this podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts and all the leading podcast services that you may be wanting to listen to. Yeah, so follow along, guys. We look forward to talking to you next episode. Signing off for now, this is Brendan. This is Adam. And we'll talk to you soon.